0: hey out there in podcast land welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving i guess i should stop speaking so fast (laughs) i hope this tuesday finds you well and let's get started in our quest to in our race to run to the finish line of Psalm 119 today we will be looking at verses 129 through 136 so we're getting close and it reads from the Common English Bible your laws are wonderful that's why I guard them access to your words give light giving simple folk understanding I open my mouth wide, panting, because I long for your commandments. Come back to me and have mercy on me. That's only right for those who love your name. Keep my steps steady by your word. Don't let any sin rule me. Redeem me from the people who oppress me so I can keep your precepts. Shine, shine your face on your servant and teach me your statutes. Rivers of tears stream from my eyes because your instruction isn't being kept. Today our psalmist continues to show his love for God's instruction while revealing a little more of his heart. In verse 129 he professes awe of God's instruction. His statement of guarding them isn't to be taken literally as if the scrolls of the Torah need to be, need to have a security guard, no. He is expressing that because God's word is so precious that he will not take them for granted, that he will meditate on them and hold every instruction given to him close to his heart. That is what he means by guarding them. During one of my courses, I learned the literacy rates during this time frame were very low. Therefore, the chances of anyone being able to read was extremely rare. And therefore, it required those who could read, which were the wealthy public officials and religious leaders, that they would have to read to those who could not. So having access that he talks about refers to either being either having the ability to read God's instruction or one uh, for reading for themselves or being able to have it read to you that is access our psalmist psalmist is so descriptive in his language he says that he opens his mouth wide and then pants for god's word this coincides with the deer panting for water which he stated in a previous section what does this mean simply that he can't get enough of God's instruction because it breathes life into him and gets him closer to God. (laughs) Do we have the same zest, the same thirst for God's word? I'm just gonna let that question dangle. (laughs) Verses 132 through 134 reflect once again how they have been under exile, which is a judgment on their disobedience. However, our psalmist petitions God to return, to honor the promise and redeem him. These verses show the accessibility the psalmist has with God. His ability to petition God to ask for speedy deliverance can only be done when one is confident in their relationship with God. Our psalmist exudes this confidence. Finally, he asks that God shine his face upon him. And this we've discussed, right? He's asking God to look his way, to pay attention to him, to what is happening to him and the children of Israel. And finally, I think we get it why our psalmist is so broken. It isn't solely because of the exile, but it's the cause of the exile. The last verse, verse 136, validates that Israel has not been living in accordance to God's instruction. And this deeply wounds our psalmist. It causes him grief and anguish as he indicates through tears that stream from his eyes. Once again, he's very explicit. But I think this speaks directly to the heart of us as caregivers. When we see the pain and the suffering of our loved ones, what they're experiencing, and there's nothing that we can do about it their suffering may or may not be the result of something that they've done but either way it doesn't ease our suffering and watching them suffer therefore our tears stream down our faces too so what do we do in this situation we pray we dig our heels in we trust god we read his word We remember that his word is wonderful. We open our mouths wide and we pant for his presence, for his peace. Because in doing so, it creates a solid foundation of faith, the faith that will allow us to put one foot in front of the other during this season of caregiving. The faith that will continue to allow us to do the very best that we can do for our loved ones. And to faith, and a faith that will carry us through the end of our caregiving season, knowing that all things will work out toward our good, toward our loved ones' good, and for God's glory. Let's pray. Lord, we come acknowledging that your word is wonderful. Help us to guard your word in our hearts. Help us to not take for granted the fact that we can read your word and therefore help us to read it. Help us to internalize it and help us to live it. As we see in this section of the Psalm, Father, the psalmist is deeply grieved at the disobedience of his fellow countrymen. As caregivers, Father, we're deeply grieved at what our loved ones are going through. And we cry out, Father, for your help. We cry out for your healing. We cry out for your understanding and trying to help us put all the pieces together of why. But Father, if providing us the answer isn't in your will because it won't do any good for us one way or another, we simply come to trust you and to ask you to help us to trust you to help us to reverence not only your word but the relationship that we have with you through our Savior Jesus Christ and to treasure the spirit that you place within us so that we don't hinder the spirit but we're always in agreement with what he reveals to us and asks us to do forgive us of our sins of disobedience of doubt We lay that all at the feet, and we celebrate you today for being a good God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.